Well, starting in 2022, those in New York City looking to purchase foie gras will have to look elsewhere as the city is set to now ban the sale of the controversial food item. The food, which is considered a French delicacy, is made from the liver of a force-fed duck or goose and has already been banned in other states, including California. Camille Labchuk is the executive director of Animal Justice, and she joins me now here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Camille, good afternoon. Nice to have you back on the show. Hey, Jeff. Good to be here. First of all, uh, just give us uh, your general reaction to hearing New York City is set to uh, ban the sale of uh, foie gras, albeit it's going to be a couple of years still from now. Yeah, it's a phase-out, but it's still a pretty exciting move. Um, It's pretty groundbreaking. No other city since uh, Chicago uh, over a decade ago has done this. And so I think in the wake of you've got places like Israel where the Supreme Court says it's such a cruel product that it's illegal to produce. You've got California with a statewide ban. I think it's just a natural next step that people are looking at this project and saying, why is this still allowed to be sold at all? So you think this is a bit of an awakening now that we've got New York City on board, uh, California, as we just uh, mentioned, uh, the two biggest states in the United States. Uh, is this going to be a signal, do you think, uh, you know, maybe for Canada, some provinces here? Oh, it's a huge signal. You think about the market share that those two coastal areas have. I mean, New York City apparently is a third of the domestic uh, foie gras market in the States. That's huge. And it's going to be very difficult for those producers to continue uh, killing as many birds as they do without that market existing. Uh, But more broadly, I think this is a reflection of the fact that people's attitudes about animals are changing really rapidly, where we sort of saw problems before but didn't really think it was worth doing anything about it. Now people are saying, this just isn't enough anymore. We need to actually take action. So I wouldn't at all be surprised if we saw some of this creep up north of the border. Yeah, do you think that people are having an awakening more and more about their food? Because uh, we've talked from time to time that people are more concerned about uh, where their food's coming from and their quality of food. But do you think, Camille, they're now taking a step further in uh, wondering exactly exactly uh, what some of uh, these animals have to go through in order for us to consume them. Oh, they definitely are. I mean, the conversations I've had with people now compared to 10 years ago are just a world of difference. People are really attuned to this idea that animals are kept behind closed doors of farms. We can't really monitor the conditions they're kept in. And every time someone releases an undercover investigation video from a factory farm, there's just horrific abuse revealed, animals being beaten, um, animals dead and, and dying, animals really, really suffering. So I think even if people aren't prepared to cut out animal products from their diet completely, they're definitely interested in reducing, and they're definitely interested in trying to, to minimize the harm and avoid the cruelest products. Tell us a bit uh, what you know about uh, foie gras. As I mentioned off the uh, top, it uh, basically is the liver of a force-fed duck or goose. But uh, what happens, uh, what goes on uh, w- with this animal to produce this product? Well, it's a tragic, brutal process. Ducks are uh, essentially, workers come by and force a tube, a metal or a plastic tube, down the throats of ducks. And they inject a, sort of a grain or worm mixture almost directly into their stomachs so that they have no opportunity to sort of choke up the food. It goes in there. The ducks are fed multiple times a day during this force-feeding period. And their livers become so engorged, so fatty, uh, that they, you know, veterinarians would actually consider those litters livers to be diseased and that's what's eventually cut out of them when they're slaughtered and, and turned into a delicacy so it's a cruel process it's a brutal process and it's something that no animal should have to go through do you think we need more of an education program when it comes to this sort of thing because you know when you hear this and you hear it being described uh, i would think uh, less and less people would be more apt to, to order it 
Well, I think already almost nobody orders it, and that's one of the reasons that this ban passed so overwhelmingly is because most people would never consider spending their money on a product that is this cruel to ducks and geese. But where we've got a problem is that there's very little legal oversight still of farming. So there aren't any specific government regulations about foie gras production. Uh, the federal government in Canada is still funding foie gras. They gave over $200,000 earlier this year to Quebec foie gras producers to actually improve public trust in their in their products. So they're essentially funding an industry marketing campaign to convince people that it's not as cool as it really is. And we think that's a problem. So, you know, I, I think because people are already boycotting this product, the next step is that they have to demand that it just not be offered for sale at all. All right. And, uh, you know, we talk about foie gras, but uh, what about other foods, uh, Camille? Is there anything else kind of on uh, your radar that's uh, made from uh, animal suffering? Well, you know, it's hard to look at any product that involves killing or confining an animal and say that there's anything humane about that, because the reality is that um, animals inherently suffer. Uh, when someone's there to make a profit from confining and using animals, they, they will suffer. But that said, some of the practices are probably worse. Uh, so, you know, you think about the life of a battery-caged chicken who, who lays eggs. They, they're typically confined for a couple years before their bodies give out in cages where they've got no more space to move around than the size of an iPad. They, they can't stretch or spread their wings or do any natural behaviors. I think that's really, really heartbreaking to people. Um, you know, interestingly enough, we often identify more with animals like cows and pigs who are mammals and it look more like us, but chickens actually represent uh, most of the animals that we kill for farming purposes. We, we killed 819 million animals, land animals, in 2019, 2018. And uh, over 700 million of those were chickens. So I think a lot of people are starting to reduce their chicken consumption, which runs a little bit counterintuitive because everyone's talking these days about reducing beef consumption for climate change. But right. I think we got to think about both. How about lobster? That came to my mind first and foremost when I started thinking about this and uh, putting these live lobsters into uh, cauldrons of boiling water. Oh, it's a horrific process. It's so cool that some countries like Switzerland have banned doing that to live lobsters. Um, there are other ways that they can be killed. Um, not that I recommend killing any lobsters, but there are ways that veterinarians would say are much less cruel. But boiling them alive is still a very common practice in Canada and many other places. Uh, there was a Toronto restaurant a couple of years ago downtown that was exposed for dismembering a live lobster and then cooking that lobster. Uh, we know that that's incredibly cruel, too, because lobsters can take a really long time to die. So, you know, I really encourage people just to think closely about where their food is coming from. And I'm also excited about the rise of products like Beyond Meat and Beyond Burgers, where people are looking at the existing system and saying, I'm going to try something new. Yeah, the conversation definitely seems to be uh, changing. Uh, Camille, always appreciate the uh, conversation with you. Thanks so much for taking the time, and enjoy your weekend. Always good to see you, Jeff. All right. Camille Labchuk, Executive Director of Animal Justice.